Hey, good morning, Munchtropolis. It's now 5 after the hour of 6 a.m. in the big monster city. Come on! Let's get pumped! I'm not drinking any fucking below! What can I say? The camera loves me. Shall we begin? After you, Junior. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Logged It. We're here for episode number 61. Spooky time. Spooky season. We got horror movie villains uh, in honor of Halloween ends releasing in theaters this weekend. Uh, so we're, we, we got some people here who, uh, like spooky stuff. We got some people here who, uh, really, really like spooky stuff. And then we got Caleb Boatman. Uh, so, uh, this is going to be a fun show. Uh, looking forward to it. Caleb, how are you? Uh, I'm doing good. I will say, I'm not going to talk about any of them because I watched another movie today, but I've been, I, every October I try to expand my horizons and watch more horror. And if you've been looking at my letterbox, I've been watching more horror, and I, I feel like people will be pretty happy with a lot of my reactions. So, you know, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Payson, welcome. Uh, you requested to be on this one. Do you like the spooky things? I do enjoy the spooky things. Uh, I'm not like the mega fan like these two are, but I but I do like getting in the season. And uh, speaking of getting in the season, uh, Arsenic and Old Lace came out on Criterion today. I just bought it because because the flash sale's going on twenty four hours, so yeah, I got it for fifty percent off. I picked up the four K of Night of the Living Dead. Myself. Let's go, uh, Dylan. Hey, welcome. How are you, sir? You got a haircut since the last time I saw you, I think. Yeah, a little while ago. I'm doing all right. Uh, yeah, it's this is a topic that I'm obviously very excited about, and I'm happy to be here. Awesome. And yeah. Mr. Mike Hanley, how are you, my friend? It's a great fucking night damn straight great enough said all right let's get into it uh the way that we always do by talking about our favorite movies that we logged this week boatman why don't you kick us off what was your favorite movie that you logged this week i quickly want to shout out don't look now the omen and the bad seed all three of which are, are horror movies that i watched uh, in like the last three or four days that all ruled uh but i'm not picking any of them uh, I am picking Robert Altman Shortcuts. This is uh, a movie that has one of the most insanely stacked casts of all time. Because uh, you have uh, Annie McDowell, uh, Julianne Moore, Matthew Modine, uh, Jack Lemon, uh, Tim Robbins, uh, Robert Downey Jr. I could go on. Like, it's the list of people who are in this movie, Francis McDormand, it's insane. Like, th this cast list is insane. And it's like, it's essentially, uh, basically, okay, I know at least these two are, and I think these two are also Magnolia fans. Basically. I haven't seen it. Oh, fair. You you seem like a Magnolia guy, Dylan. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, this, you can tell, PTA definitely loved this movie. Uh, he t this feels very similar to Magnolia. Uh, it's like a bunch of 
their own little interweaving storylines with characters that intersect in and out. And it's like massive and it all takes place in LA. It is so good. I think my standouts of the movie are Jennifer Jason Lee, who is really good, basically playing like this phone sex worker who like just like does does it like just oh like around her house like just she's like just like taking care of her kids and then she's also like on the phone talking to some guy on like a phone sex line and it's messed up but it's kind of funny uh and then uh jack lemon who is just a master class actor he's really in the movie but yeah supremely well directed really well written uh, and the way the stories intersect and you know collide is really neat yeah that sounds up my alley um 187 minutes i like movies that long so let's go for it uh i'll add it to the watch list uh yeah i'm looking at the cast list like you said and all the people you brought up but yeah the the list is kind of nuts so uh payson have you seen this uh, I have not, but I have been told by uh, many a people, including both, that I would love it. Uh, so it is very much up my alley. Uh, Dylan, what about you? Uh, I actually also have not seen it. Uh, if I can ask, uh, but where did you watch this movie? Like, on what service? Uh, I, I was, yeah, this is not one that's available on streaming. I bought the Criterion. Okay. Uh, yeah, because. So- there is a flash sale going on right now. So yeah. I, I would highly recommend that, especially because there's not another way to watch the movie. Yeah, that's the thing. I've been wanting to watch it for a while. I just haven't been able to find it. So, Mike, what about you? Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but this is one I've been really wanting to check out. So I will try soon. Awesome. All right, Payson, let's move over to you. Yeah, um, my favorite watch, I... Okay, I can't really talk about my favorite watch because it's trivia stuff, so I'm not going to talk about that. My favorite rewatch... is one that I had okay. My 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 favorite rewatch is Avatar. Uh, specifically, I went to go see Avatar in IMAX. Uh, wrote a long review about it. Uh, long story short, I had sort of I had sort of like told myself like I I had sort of been on the whole like yeah Avatar was really nothing special bandwagon. After seeing it in theaters again, guys, I was wrong. This movie is incredible for everything it is going for um i just think james cameron has such like an epic old school films like filmmaker um way of like directing movies like this feels like an old hollywood epic that you would see back from like the the 60s or 50s just in space um i know like the way how the movie sort of paints in like broad strokes is not really for everyone i it is for me like i just love this world so so much of pandora and just like all of the creatures i just love how like invested you can tell the filmmakers were in making this world feel feel real um the scene where jake first runs with his new legs my legit the hair was standing up on my arms like i like i i know that's not like the biggest moment of the movie but like i seeing that moment reminded me of how much i loved this movie and just like I think Zoe Saldana is great as uh, Natiri. Um, I think Stephen Lang is a lot of fun as the Colonel. Uh, but yeah, just this movie. I, I I love how like seriously it takes itself. Like it doesn't try to like make jokes about it. Like there's a lot of like silly stuff that you can make fun of it. Like trust me. But like the movie doesn't make fun of itself, and I think that's really kind of refreshing. But no, like 
seeing Avatar again in IMAX, which, yeah, it is gorgeous and it is beautiful, reminded me how good and effective I do think this movie is. Yeah, I talked about this two weeks ago because I saw it um, in the new re-release twice. I saw it in 3D and then I saw it in IMAX 3D. And yeah, I love this movie. This is one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Um, I would have talked about it again last week if I had been here for the movies that made us love movies. Uh, for the record, my two would have been uh, this and uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Um, but yeah, big, big fan of this. I talked about it for a really long time two weeks ago, so I won't bore everybody too much. But uh, Boatman, uh, what do you think about Avatar? Uh, I, I will kind of refrain from talking about it purely because I know I've seen it, but I, I'm not confident I've seen the whole thing. And frankly, I don't really remember it. So I will refrain. That's fair. Uh, Dylan. That's crazy. I'm honestly in the exact same boat as, no pun intended, no exact same boat as Boatman. But yeah, uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. And I think I might've only seen bits and pieces. Fair. Mike, what about you? Yeah, you know, I think this is a pretty good fucking movie. I watch it every couple of years, and uh, yeah, seeing it in the theater is definitely the way to see it, for sure. Visually, is amazing. Story-wise, could use a little more, but still enjoy it. Awesome. All right, uh, Dylan, let's go to you. Yeah, so uh, recently I've been going through the, uh, collect- the new 80s horror collection on the Criterion channel, and there's been a lot of ones that I haven't seen on there, which I've been really excited about. And one that I just kind of like randomly put on without knowing anything about is this movie called The Hidden, uh, starring Kyle MacLachlan and some other people. But uh, yeah, it's it, this is one where I don't want to give away too much about the plot because I, again, just went in having known basically nothing. And it's like really cool to see like just how it like develops. It's like basically I would almost describe the style as basically like Michael Mann meets David Cronenberg while also like not not quite being as highbrow as those styles because it's still at the end of the day directed by the same guy who did A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 uh, but it's still like this movie is just an absolute blast like Kyle McLaughlin as I stated is like just awesome in this movie like the second he shows up like you can immediately tell like you don't know what but like something something's off about this guy and when you find out what it is it's like it's pretty awesome and yeah it's just like a really great like genre bender it's like an action movie while also being like a horror movie and like with some sci-fi elements it's just it's an absolute blast and i would recommend it because i know a lot of people haven't seen this one yeah i never even heard of this um i like uh kyle mclachlan uh (laughs) i always i always think of him just dune but but like yeah I like him in other stuff that I've seen him in. Uh, so you, you, you had me at Michael Mann meets David Cronenberg. That sounds fucking awesome. Uh, that's that's right up my alley. Uh, Mike, you went like this. Oh, yeah. I, I love this movie. I, I'm with Dylan. The less you know, the better. So I won't say too much about it. But, yeah, it is a crazy, ridiculous, fun movie. I think a lot of people would enjoy if they gave it a shot. Boatman, have you seen this? No, I have not, but it's on my watch list, weirdly enough. Uh, so I might check it out this October. Uh, Payson, what about you? Uh, I have not, but it sounds super interesting. Uh, I love Kyle McLaughlin from uh, Twin Peaks, uh, Goat Show. But uh, yeah, I, I have not seen this. Okay, fair enough. 
Uh, Mike, let's move on to you. Okay, my favorite movie I saw this week, Backdoor Sluts 9. Good shit. No, actually, it's a Dead Stream from 2022. <laughs> what is it called? Dead Stream from 2022. It's a Shutter original. Oh my God. I love Mike. I can't say that. Mike is. We used to show just. Okay, you know what? Yeah, moving on. Oh my God. (laughs) This movie, a found footage movie about a guy, uh, a uh, content creator who gets canceled and decides to try to redeem himself by doing a live stream at a haunted house where all kinds of crazy shit happens to him. It's very ridiculous, very fun horror comedy. I, I absolutely fucking loved it. And I think everyone should check it out this Halloween for sure. Um, I haven't really delved into the Shutter film space yet. Um, I was actually thinking about this the other day, where um, I love horror movies. Like I really do. Like it's one of my favorite genres. Um, and it like it doesn't matter if they're good, bad. Like I usually find something in them that I can like kind of enjoy. Um, but weirdly enough, I can't just like throw them on like I can like a comedy like I do have to be like in a mood and so I've never found I've never like subscribed or like gone to shutter because like I'm not just like oh like all these horror movies like I'm just gonna watch them all like, oh, blah, blah. so unless it's something like especially when it's something I've never seen before uh like I could throw on any of the Halloween movies at any time because I know what's gonna happen I know but like I'm also kind of a wuss as much as I love horror so like I like get nervous about watching a new horror movie and so like i can't just like throw them on all the time but i do i i, I think i saw you log this one and you gave a pretty high rating and i i saw you tweet about it so uh i am interested in seeing it but i just haven't yet uh bowman no uh i looked at the, the picture on letterbox for this movie and that told me everything i need to know <laughs> that that did enough for you yeah, it's it's like a bloody dude picking his nose or something. So I'm good. Hey, um, uh, I have not. Um, it's funny. I actually have a Shutter account, but like I don't use as much as I should. So I should probably start getting on that. Fair, uh, Dylan. Yeah, I saw this this week as well. This movie is fucking awesome. Like it's not. It's like. I feel like this is almost like a psycho gourmet situation where it's like your enjoyment of the film really hinges on how annoying you find the main character because he's very much playing up like the obnoxious influencer like role. And like, I will say he's not like the most convincing of actors, but it almost like it almost gave me like a original evil dead vibe where it's like, they're not super convincing actors, but they're really giving it their all. And it's, it makes it like very entertaining and very fun. And yeah, really, really solid horror comedy. I like, can't find this thing on Letterboxd. Do I have the name right? Uh, oh, there's no space. No space. Oh, that'd be why. Okay. So I will go ahead and I'll go back to that one after I talk about mine. Okay. Um, so, oh yeah, there it is. Dead stream. And what'd you say? It's a guy picking his nose. Oh yeah. Look at that. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. All right. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go next. Um, I actually didn't have a great movie watching week. Like I, there's one that I like really want to pick, but honestly, we're probably going to talk about it in the list part of the show. Um, 
because it's we're probably going to talk about it then. Um, and so I'm not going to bring it up here. But I've just watched a lot of like good stuff, nothing like overly like, oh my God, that was the best thing. Uh, so I'm just going to go with like one that I just really enjoy watching, haven't seen it in a long time and uh, enjoyed checking it out again. And Mike's going to love this, Army of Darkness, 1992. Watch the 4K, the new 4K from Scream Factory, Shout Factory. And uh, yeah, this movie's great. This is honestly like, I like Evil Dead 2 more. And I'm going to be honest, like, I'm one of those guys that, like, loves the 2013 Evil Dead movie. And so I think I still even like that one a little bit more. But, like, you can't deny, like, how much fun Ash is in this setting, in this world. And the fact that the movie is, like, 82 minutes long and it just, like, fucking goes. Like, it is so relentless and so much fun. Um, It's, like, a really, really good, I think, like, required October watch because it like blends that horror from like the original film all the way down to like going full crazy banana sandwich of the comedy from the second one while still having some good like gore and action and stuff like i think sam raimi just like knocked it out of the park with this one so uh bowman have you seen this i feel like you would like this no i actually do like this one um i I this was my first Evil Dead movie. I saw this before I saw the other two. I I have done them in complete wrong order because I watched this and then recently I watched Evil Dead Two. And to my, to, I think everyone's shocked. I dug the heck out of Evil Dead Two. <laughs> Evil Dead Two is awesome. Yeah. Evil Dead Two rules, and no one told me. I mean, people told me, but they didn't tell me in the right way that made me want to watch Evil Dead Two. But no, Evil Dead 2 was really fun. But Army of Darkness, uh, I really liked it. A, I feel like now that I've seen Evil Dead 2, I'll like it more because I'm more familiar with where the character of Ash like came before, even though I know it's not like a linear version. But B, it's also just, it's been a while. Like, I think I saw this movie when I was like 16. Uh, so I probably should give this another go because... I, I remember enjoying it, and I really liked Evil Dead too. So I feel like I'll like this one even more now. Yeah, Payson, what about you? No, uh, I really, really like this movie. I watched the movie earlier this year uh, when I was doing a Sam Raimi watch through, uh, and yeah, I just love how just like this one takes the comedic things from Evil Dead too. It's just like, is is it still a core comedy? Sure, this one's much more of just a straight comedy. And I kind of love how just Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell just don't give a fuck at this point, and are just like, yeah, let's just have fun. Um, just the great Klaatu Baratu scene is great. Uh, Evil Ash is incredible. Just like the coolest guy in the world because Ash is just the epitome of just like kind of like a nerd. I I just love. Uh, I I have this ranked as my third favorite Sam Raimi movie. You can probably guess the top three, but uh. Yeah, I, I think this movie is really, really fun. Dylan, what about you? Uh, yeah, I absolutely hate this movie. No, actually, I, I really like it. Uh, I have the poster have, behind me. You have the poster like, behind you? Yeah. No, I, I love that. This is probably like my favorite franchise of all time, Evil Dead, just because I'm a horror fan first and foremost, and these movies just mean a lot to me, uh, even though I'm not actually crazy about the 2013 <laughs> movie, but that's a conversation for another day, I guess. Wow. Uh, yeah. 
so this movie is like yeah, I I prefer Evil Dead 2 uh, because like you know it's I think that one finds the best fa- balance of the comedy and the horror but yeah this one's like hilarious so many great one liners like Bruce Campbell can just deliver a one liner like no one else on the planet like the dude's the best so yeah Mike yo she bitch let's go four year old Mike walks into the theater he walks out a changed man because Bruce Campbell is fucking awesome. I love this movie so goddamn Four much. Four-year-old Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My parents took me to the theater to see this movie and absolutely fucking fell in love with it because Bruce Campbell is fucking amazing. And- Mike, you know what three-year-old Mike Hanley saw right here, right? <laughs> Do you not know that Mike Hanley saw Goodfellas in the theater at like three years old? I did not know that. <laughs> wow. That's a little nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, awesome fucking movie. Recommend it to everybody. Perfect. Okay. Uh, let's move on to our uh, next topic. Least favorite movie that we logged this week. Boatman, kick us off. Mike, do do I have do I have your permission to be honest? Yes. Okay. This is a great director, maybe the greatest director of all time. Fantastic director. He has had missteps, but he is an incredible director. I have chosen 1941. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I, I I don't feel too bad about this because I, I believe a few weeks ago I praised a really good Spielberg comedy in The Terminal. Uh, this is not a really good Spielberg comedy. Um, I, I I feel like The Terminal is just kind of a hot mess of a movie. Like, I think, like, one of, if not the first scene of this movie is a Jaws parody. So, already, Spielberg is kind of parodying himself, which is a little cringe, to be honest. Um, and a lot of, like, the biggest problem with this movie is just not very funny like it's a decent premise for jokes um but it just doesn't work and i think that's mainly because he's got you've got like john candy dan Aykroyd, and um, john belushi in this movie and he basically does nothing with them they don't get very much to do at all belushi gets a few wacky moments dan Aykroyd gets like one scene where he gets to do the 70s snl dan Aykroyd fast talking shtick and that's probably the best scene in the movie. But overall, like this this movie's kind of a just a bore to watch. Like it's impressive on a technical level, but it's just it's not funny. It's the, the, the biggest problem. I've never seen this. Uh, back in 2020, Maggie and I set out on doing uh, the full Steven Spielberg filmography. And after we watched War Horse and Maggie said, what a horse. We gave up uh, and we never went back. Uh, I love Spielberg. The movies that I've, that I've seen that I love from him, I, I, I love him. Uh, he's not my guy like he is Mike and like a lot of other people. It's like I, lo- I love the movies I love, but I, just, I haven't delved into everything. Um, and I will eventually. I'll get there eventually. Um, but yeah, I've heard that this is the, one of the big, missteps uh as far as his filmography goes so uh but that's okay when you've made like 
seven other perfect movies like it's not a big deal at the end of the day uh so payson what do you think about this one yeah uh i have not seen this one i also really like spielberg i'm sure i'll get to this one eventually i've heard this is on the lower 10 percent of his movies so yeah dylan yeah i've heard basically the same thing which is why i haven't watched it either mike tell us why it's great Okay, so I don't think this is actually great. I think this is a good fucking movie. The director's cut, especially. I'll, I'll give it to you. A theatrical one needs some work, for sure. The director's cut adds the little comedic moments in there that I enjoy. I think I actually really enjoy Belushi in this movie. And that actor does pretty fucking well. And yeah, I do love that fucking opening. <laughs> you know what you're going to get. Once you get the opening, you know what this fucking movie is going to be. So either you're in it or you're not. So I do understand the people that don't really enjoy this movie. But yeah, this is definitely on the low end of Spielberg, for sure. That's fair. All right, Payson, let's go to you. Yeah, um, I just checked Letterbox. I just checked Letterbox. I'm sorry, Mike, this is another movie that you gave a positive rating to, so I feel kind of bad. Um, I watched like the great, I, I watched the greatest beer run ever. Uh, which is the new movie by uh, Peter Farrelly, the guy that made a uh, Green Book. Um, this movie isn't horrible per se. I just think it's kind of okay. So essentially, what this movie is about is about this guy named Chicky Donahue, who uh, all his friends are over in Vietnam, and he decides in a uh, drunken, uh, alcohol-infused night out. You know, it's a way I can make a difference is if I snuck my way into Vietnam and gave all my friends beer um, in order to prove, hey, there are people still thinking about you. Um, I think my thing about this movie, it, 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 it has a lot of good intentions because as he goes to Vietnam, he sort of starts realizing like, oh, wow, the Vietnam, there's a lot of bad stuff going on in Vietnam, which at first is sort of why I just sort of came away from like a, a nothing feeling from this movie because I'm like, yeah, no shit. Bad stuff happening in Vietnam. Sorry, buddy. Um, but like, the character of Chicky Donahue is kind of like an idiot because like, there's a scene where like he goes to like one of the base camps and like there's a colonel there and he's like, "Hey, can you call over like this one soldier to come over here?" And he has his friend and the colonel like calls and says like, "Hey, can you get private guy over here?" And this guy literally runs through like the trenches and through the battlefield. It's like, "A oh, colonel, what's up?" And then Chicky's like, "Hey, I'm Chicky. I got you a beer." And it's like. So you just made me run through gunfire just to get a beer? Like, this is a whole scene in this movie. And, like, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Zac Efron's fine. Like, he's not, like, un- like, like he's, he's giving a, a, a decent performance. I think the thing is just this character is just not that interesting. Like, and I think that's sort of the issue with both this and Green Room, where it's, like, we're focusing kind of on the less interesting side of this whole conflict. And, like, yeah, that's why... Uh, yeah, the movie's not horrible, but like I just wasn't a big fan of it. Um, this is on Apple, right? Yeah, Apple TV. Yeah, I'm gonna watch this. Um, I I'm one of those people that really liked Green Book. I don't give a fuck. Um, when it came out, I loved it. I still love it now. I was once told by somebody that I didn't understand film because I liked that movie. Uh, to that person, I said, go fuck yourself. Uh, and if you're watching, go fuck yourself. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I do want to watch this because I did really like that movie. And I do really like Zac Efron. 
I don't know anything about this other than what you've just told me. I saw, I, I didn't even know this was coming out until I saw it was playing at the theater near me. Um, and they only played it for a week. So it, it came and went and, um, I, that's all I knew. So I will watch it. Um, but I'm not expecting, is it Russell Crowe in this? Yeah. yeah Russell Crowe <laughs> has like a smaller part in it. Yeah. yeah. But I, I do really like Zach Efron. So I do want to give it a chance because I think that in the right stuff, he's really, really good. It sounds like this might not be that one, but I do want to check it out eventually. Uh, Dylan, did you get a chance to see this? No, I actually was not a big fan of Green Book. Like, and when I found out that he was going to be doing a movie on Vietnam, given how poorly I feel like the the subject matter was treated in uh, Green Book, I was not very excited to check this one out. So, Mike, uh, yeah, I saw it and I thought it was pretty good. Um, I will say I like the fact that they did take the different like we've seen enough Vietnam movies to know what the conflict is. We know exactly what Vietnam is. To go to do that again. You just be telling the same story. I like the fact that they told a, a ridiculous side of it, mind you, of a guy that just decides to go into beers. But come on, let's be honest. I would be that bu- stupid motherfucker that would go over there and do this shit. And the scene that Payson describes, he hides behind a fucking bed <laughs> to just pop out at him. And I went, yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> that's me. It's ridiculous. That's my other favorite thing about this movie is like throughout the whole movie because he's carrying these beers in like a big duffel bag and he's throwing this bag everywhere, <laughs> like trying to make sure like those beers will be exploded within like an hour. They survived the entire fucking encounter <laughs> with the exception of one, and yeah. he has to hold it over his head to have the rain not get to him. It's ridiculous, <laughs> but I had a fun time with it, and I think Russell Crowe does pretty well for the small role he has in it. That's fair. Uh, Bowman, did you see it? I think Peter Farrelly is a very brave man for making a movie where the lesson is via the Vietnam War is bad, actually. <laughs> All right. Um, Dylan, we're moving on to you. Yeah, so my, the worst movie that I watched this week uh, would probably be the one that I just watched today, which is You Only Live Twice. Uh, yeah, I mean... Not great. Uh, the, it has an interesting setup. Like it's, not, I, I wouldn't call the movie like a complete wash. Like there's some good, cool parts to it. There's a, admittedly pretty fun uh, helicopter chase scene, which is enjoyable for just how kind of bonkers and ridiculous it is. Uh, and unfortunately, there's uh, quite a lot of racism, and uh, yeah, that's pretty uncomfortable. So yeah, not great. <laughs> Yeah, this this one's rough because um, my this might be like one of my favorite reviews I've ever written on Letterboxd, which is just the um, I, I said, like, the movie opens and I'm like, wow, this is actually a really interesting setup. The first line comes out of Bond's mouth. Oh, no, you can't say that. <laughs> like, uh, it's super cringe. But I do. I agree with you. I think there's a lot of actually really interesting stuff in this movie like the first half (laughs) has some really good setup um and like the conflict going on it's just the way that then things happen is like super yikes like every one of these old bond movies has racist sexist stuff like you can't get around that this one especially though is like 
okay, this is this is bad. Like, who thought this was a good idea? Um, I do think the finale is really, really fun, though, in the volcano and everything I think is is good. Donald Pleasance uh, as Blofeld is, is, is a welcome thing. Uh, so there's parts of this that are really great, but the negatives of this weigh it down so, so, so much. Um, Mike, what do you think about this one? I have not seen this, actually. All right. Uh, Bowman. Yeah, um, I, I mean, the oof stuff is obviously very oof. My biggest problem with this movie, though, is that you've got Donald Pleasant as Blofeld, who is great, and you only have him in, like, 10, 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Like, I get that that's the big reveal, but the fact that we never got Donald Pleasant's back as Blofeld is so frustrating to me because he is so good, but we barely get to see him be Blofeld. Like, that's, that's like, my biggest pet peeve about this movie. Not that the other stuff isn't worse, but, like, that's the most frustrating thing about this movie is that stuff is that Donald Pleasant is such a good Blofeld and they kind of waste it. Payson. Yeah, um, like you, Tim, coincidentally, one of my favorite letterbox reviews that I've ever posted is of this movie. Um, before I hit the one hour, 13 minute, and 38 second mark of You Only Live Twice, my feeling was, you know what? This has some oof stuff, but it's pretty fun. Uh, once I went after that, and you see how uh, James Bond has to uh, disguise himself, um... Oof, that's yeah. rough, buddy. And uh, that's kind of what kept me from really enjoying this movie. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> Maggie's yelling at the dog. Uh, okay, so uh, that was Dylan's. So we're going over to Mike. Mike. Uh, my least favorite one this week was Jeepers Creepers Reborn. The new Jeepers Creepers film. Yeah, this is just your run-of-the-mill horror mo movie. It's the situation of the less you show, the better it would probably be, and it just shows way too much of the creeper to give any scares whatsoever. It, it's just it's just bad. Like, the acting is pretty atrocious, and the kills aren't that great at all. And the story behind it just didn't interest me whatsoever. Um, I've seen the first Jeepers Creepers, and that's it. I liked it when I was a teenager, but I haven't seen any of the other ones, so um, can't really speak to this too much. When I saw you hated it, I was like, okay, well, that's there's there's no hope. I'm not fucking watching this. Um, Boatman, uh, why did you go see this opening night? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a big Jeepers Creepers guy, baby. I got that tattooed on my chest. Uh, yeah, it's a horror movie that Mike Hanley was too good for. No way am I watching this. Mason. Yeah, um, when Mike Hanley tells you that a horror movie is bad, uh, there are a few things that are going to make me run away from a movie more than that. Um, yeah, I have not seen this. Uh, and Dylan. I have not seen it. Perfect. Okay. Um, so then it is my turn. Uh, I had a couple different things that I could go with, but again, 
one of them I think we might talk about at the main list, so I'm going <laughs> to refrain. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, 1995's Species. Uh, I watched this this week. Uh, another one of my favorite reviews that I've written recently, which was just straight up like, I saw this as a kid, and I remember thinking that this was the fucking bee's knees. A hot, blonde, naked woman running around trying to have sex with people and then killing them. Oh, my God. That's so cool. And then I was sitting here watching it while my beautiful wife was laying in bed with my beautiful dog, and I felt icky. I felt gross. This is bad. This is not a good movie. Um, but, you know, like, there's there's some stuff in it that's, like, kind of fun. Like, some of the kills are, like, interesting. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I don't know, man. Like, the cast is nuts. Like, fucking Ben Kingsley's walking around on this thing. I'm like, what are you doing? And then you got Michael Madsen, Alfred Molina, Forrest Whitaker, a young Michelle Williams. Uh, like, this shit is crazy. And some of the gore is good and, like, cool. But, like, at the end of the day, like... The plot is just like too, too fucking weird, man. I will say the ending, like when she goes all the spoiler alert for species, when she like gets like the, the armor on and is like they're fighting her, and that that's it was kind of cool, like whatever. But like, yeah, like just the fact that like she gets in a car accident and then this guy like takes her to the hospital. Like, I'm here to help her. I don't know her name. I don't know anything about her, but I'm going to pay for all of her medical stuff because I want a boner. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I mean, I guess it's kind of realistic. Like, that probably would happen, but, like, Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm assuming Boatman hasn't seen this. Maybe he has. I don't know. Uh, Payson. Yeah, all I know about this movie is what you said is that Natasha Hemsworth is naked for a lot of it. But, yeah. I've I've uh, Dylan. No, I haven't seen it either. <laughs> and Mike. I've not seen this movie since I was a small child, but I remember it being very ridiculous. <laughs> That's accurate. Uh, all right. So uh, those are our least favorite movies that we logged this week. Uh, we're going to move on to our main part of the show where we're talking about um, uh, our horror movie villains. So uh, Boatman. Are you prepared to give your first pick of a horror movie villain? I can do that. Uh, for the record, I haven't seen Species, but that's is that the one with like the weird worms coming out of the lady or something? Does that happen, or is that a different movie? I don't think she has worms coming out. Not like worms, but isn't there like some weird... There's like, like three sequels that I've never seen, so it's possible. <laughs> but I don't remember any weird worms. I'm, I'm probably mixing it up with a different movie. That's what are you watching one of the sequels tonight? No. No. <laughs> My first pick, though, uh, I'm going with, I feel like if you know me, you know there's like one smaller horror movie that I always champion. Uh, and I'm going with, uh, from 1993's Needful Things, Leland Gaunt, played by Max von Sydow. Uh, this guy's basically the devil. Like, he's supposed to be the devil, basically. Um... And he's very creepy, uh, but like not in like the obviously creepy way. Because basically, the premise of this movie is this is a dude who just runs a you know neat little knickknack shop uh, in in Castle Rock, 
and basically he's like, hey, I've got like this thing that like you love. Uh, and all you have to do to get it, you don't even have to pay me any money. You've got to do me like this little favor. And it's usually something like very innocent. But the way that those little innocent favors end up like completely like wrecking the town because it causes like there are these kind of dormant feuds within the whole town that like end up being kind of started restarted or ignited because of these little tasks and the way he just knows how to play everyone against each other and just turn like he never actually does anything it's all everybody else but he's just like the master manipulator and it's so good uh and max Monsado just is so creepy and plays him so well um yeah it's it's excellent. I, I like it a lot. Um, I, I recommend this movie, and yeah, it, he's a really good villain. Uh, I've never seen this, uh, but I'm interested. Basin. Uh I have not seen this. I know Boat has recommended it a lot, uh, so I'm very interested in it, but no, I, I have not seen it. Uh, Dylan, what about you? To keep the trend going, I also haven't seen it, but I love Max von Sydow, so I, I believe him if he says he, he's a great villain in it. Yeah. And Mike? Talking about this movie with Boat is always a fucking fun time. This movie is so much fun. and It's a great Stephen King adaptation, and yeah, Boat described it perfectly. Max von Sydow is fucking fantastic in this. Awesome. All right, Payson. Yeah, uh... My horror movie, I'm, I'm we're <laughs> 2010s with this one, and uh, you know what I hate? Neo-Nazis. They're like, most of us should hate them. And I'm picking Darcy from Green Room. Uh, this, uh, this movie is awesome, and uh, in my opinion, Patrick Stewart absolutely kills this role. Um, Patrick Stewart plays the owner of like this uh, neo-Nazi bar that the uh, band that the movie centers around is playing at. Um, you automatically already don't like the guy because of just the sort of people that, like, surround the bar. But, like, he seems respectful enough, so you're like, okay, fine, this band's just got to play their venue. And then, if anyone knows anything about the movie, uh, stuff starts going down. And uh, you really start to see how, like, villainous this guy is. Um, I think the reason why I love Darcy as a villain is because, like... The scariest moments of this character is when he's not um, dealing with, like, the band or dealing with um, the people he hates. When he's, deal when he's like, speaking with, like, the police, like, he's very respectful, he's very calm, and you see, like, how good of a facade he leads that allows him to do these insanely messed up things and run this horribly messed up... Um, business with his bar um if anyone hasn't seen green room uh i'd really really recommend it it's super intense but i think it's a super um scary horror movie uh yeah darcy is my pick yeah i i saw this when it came out in theaters um love 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 this movie i think this movie is awesome uh i was just talking about this with maggie not too long ago because we we just watched uh fright night the the anton yelchin remake one um, and we were talking about other movies that he was in and you know, 
him and uh, Imogen Poots were both in Fright Night and both in this. And uh, the, yeah, this is this is just a great movie. We lost Anton Yelchin like way, way, way too early. He's such a fucking good actor. And man, like this movie is just like crazy. Uh, it, it makes me scared of my doggo. Uh, that's for sure. The dogs in this movie are fucked up. Uh, yeah, this is a all timer for me. I think this movie's fantastic. Uh, Boatman. Have you seen this? Oh yeah, no, I really like this movie. Uh, I like I, I like contained horror movies, so like this this is kind of my bag, especially because this is definitely one of those ones that like rides the horror thriller line, uh, and those are always gonna lean a little bit more towards me, especially when it's a little bit more psychological. Um, and yeah, I, I dig the heck out of this one, and Stewart steals every scene he's in, and I back up what Payson said. He's a lot of these types of like villain performances, even if you're not talking horror villains, are almost creepier when they're not being like vindictive and evil. When like you see how easily they can slip into just a, a human suit, basically. Like it's, I, I, I agree. Those, those are like the creepiest moments. Yeah. Dylan. Yeah, I also love this movie quite a bit, quite a bit, because it well, it combines two of like my favorite things, which is horror and punk music, which is pretty awesome. Uh, and I, yeah, I mean, he, if I remember correctly, because it's been a little while since I've seen it, he's really like not in the movie like that much, but his yeah. like presence is like felt throughout the entire thing. And like, yeah, when I, I remember when I had originally watched it, I had like basically only known from uh, I, I had basically only known Patrick Stewart from like star trek and x-men where he's playing like you know the good guy so when i saw him in this and they still utilize like his almost like likability like to make you lure it in lure you in basically and like oh this guy's not that bad and then you're like oh yeah yeah he's a he's a real piece of shit uh but yeah (laughs) good film uh mike yeah i love this movie patrick stewart i what i love about patrick stewart in this movie is he's not manic at all He's very contained. He's he's just one of those villains that is smart enough to know what he needs to do, but he won't go above and beyond to do it. He'll smartly go at you. And throughout this movie, he does everything he has to do to try to contain the situation up until the very end where he just says fuck and starts walking away, which I think is one of the greatest ways in this movie of him just walking away while Anton Yelchin is just staring at him. He's so fantastic, and this is such a great movie. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dylan, we're on to you. Yeah, so I'm going to start with... uh, I'm not sure how many... I haven't looked on Letterboxd. I don't know how many people have seen this one, but uh, I'm going with... I should have brought up her name. The main villain in Audition from 1999, uh, which I say the main villain also, not just because I can't remember her name, but also I feel like it's best if you don't know, which is really too bad because... Letterbox now it's basically everywhere. Like it's she's on the poster of the movie. Like so basically this movie is set up is like for the first half it or even like for the first maybe act or so, it's like basically a romantic comedy setup where it's like this guy who's like basically made up this whole hoax uh of like auditioning for a role, which is actually audition him looking for a woman that he can become romantically involved with. And basically the woman that he finds in the audition who he eventually starts dating, we eventually get to learn more about her 
and the movie takes a drastic drastic shift in tone and it becomes one of the more disturbing horror films i think i've seen like just ever really like it's it goes to some really dark places and just finding out more about her character it's like fuck like i don't want to give away too much but yeah this movie's amazing check it out yeah but you know tr- trigger warnings also need to be <laughs> thrown out for it cuz there's some pretty extreme stuff in it yeah i uh i haven't seen this but i knew of it um i'm a big chris stuckman fan and he talked about this on his uh horror uh halloween special that he does every year uh last year he talked about it and um it intrigued me when he talked about it. i just haven't gotten around to it um like i was saying earlier i i love horror and i i like i especially love horror like this where it's like i like it when it's almost like those like trigger warning things of like this is gonna be super fucked up and like get ready for it um and so i'm sure i would enjoy this the premise is really really interesting um so i'm definitely interested in watching it i just haven't yet but i yeah i've heard this is like not for the vein of heart like at all so um mike oh yeah i absolutely love this movie and i think john morrow said it best in his review this is a perfect movie to show your child before they go on their first date to know what to expect or what could be expected (laughs) (laughs) this fucking movie is insane in the best way and i absolutely love it both say it with me all not a Baldwin oh, movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> right? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, oh, yeah. Guys, yeah. Yeah, hi. Like, from what I understand, <laughs> not not a Boatman movie. I would I would start crying, I think, correct? <laughs> from what I heard, yeah. Just not yet. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Maybe maybe Mike will make me watch it one of these days, but I'd rather not. I'm going to be on call for that. I, I, I will make sure I'm on call for that. <laughs> I, I, I love this movie for uh, all the reasons Mike and Dylan have said. Um, this movie goes to some very, very insane places. Um, the less said, I think, the better. Um, Takashi Miike is a director I want to get more into. Like, I've heard 13 Assassins and Ichi the Killer are fantastic movies. But yeah, this movie is its messed up, but in the best ways possible. I, I, I really, really like it. Okay, uh, Mike, let's go to you. All right, well, I'm going to go with an easy pick to start it off. I'm going to go Chucky. Nice. That little fucking bastard. I love the hell out of him. A specific he, movie you would like to... Uh, uh, do not, let's go uh, Child's Play 2. Where he, in this movie, he's still after Andy. And now he's after Andy and his new family. And he's still... he. It, this This is a movie that starts to build a little more towards the comedic presence of Brad Dorf. And it's so fucking fantastic. He gets the fucking great lines in it. You don't fuck with the Chuck. You should know this by now. You can sh- throw him. You could fucking shoot him. You could dismember him. You can turn him into fucking melt him into plastic like they do in this one. And he still keeps coming for you. And this is a guy that has a staying power since the 80s. And he, it, the TV show proves it. Because the TV show's been doing so fucking well. 
yeah, Chucky is just so fucking amazing. And this one, he has some of the best kills, including the school teacher, which is fucking amazing. I, I love this movie to death. Uh, he Chucky is so fucking great in all of them. And in this one especially, I love everything about the good guy factory and the uh, adventure they have to go through to get away from them in this. Great shit. Uh, yeah, I just rewatched the first one. Um, they put the first three out on 4K through Shout Factory um, a couple weeks ago. So I just rewatched the first one. Um, I watched all of them in 2019 before the remake came out, which I enjoyed the remake for what it was. It wasn't like fantastic, but I, I liked Mark Hamill as Chucky. I thought that was fun, but um, I haven't seen the show. Is it Dourif in the show? Yeah. Okay. It basically uh, takes place uh, after Cult of Chucky. So it takes the storyline of Cult of oh, Chucky. Oh, it does? And, yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Well, I am about to give them all a rewatch just because, like I said, I got those three. And then today, uh, Amazon started their Prime Flash sale. And they had the seven movie collection uh, on Blu-ray for like 20 bucks. And I didn't own any of them. So it was like, well, might as well. Um, so... Yeah, I like these movies a lot. I like them way more than I thought I was going to. Chucky's awesome. Uh, honestly, the only one I really kind of don't love is the third one. I remember not being into the third one a super much. Like, I thought it was, I don't know, I just didn't like it. But um, I really like Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky. Those movies are fucking stupid, <laughs> but they are awesome uh and i did i did like cult of chucky and curse of chucky like i thought both of those were were fun so um yeah i i I like this this is a good pick not where i thought you were gonna go to start off but yeah don't fuck with the chuck for sure uh boatman uh i have not seen child's play too um but i i'll be honest uh this is one of those ones where i remember being told the premise of this movie by like an edgelord kid who wanted to scare me and it worked. Uh, so I've, always, <laughs> I've always kind of been freaked out by, by Chucky uh, ever since. I, like and then I, this was when I was eight. I mean, I'm still freaked out by Chucky, but you know, not in the same way I was when I was eight. That's fair. Payson. Yeah. Uh, the only child's play movie I've seen is the new one, uh, which I thought was okay. And but yeah, I've, I've 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 wanted to go back and watch the old ones. Uh, but I and I've heard from many people that this is arguably the best one. So yeah, the first so, two. Yeah, yeah first two. Uh, Dylan. Yeah, I actually have only seen like the very first Child's Play film, uh, not the second one. Uh, and I it was a little while ago. I think I remember liking it. Uh, Chucky's never really been, if I'm being honest, like my guy. I guess like in terms of like the big horror movie iconic slasher characters uh he's he's i've just never found him like i guess that creepy but no i i i get the appeal like yeah all right uh fair okay so i will go next uh i am going to i i knew what i was gonna pick i might have as well have typed it in early, but I'm fucking terrible at my job. Uh, I'm going to go for the uh, obvious one uh, and the movie that's coming out this weekend. I'm going with Michael Myers. Um, The original Halloween had, like, such an impact on me. Um, This whole series, like, it has had such an impact on my movie taste and just, like, 
love of horror and everything. Like I, I love the original Halloween. Um, I have seen it more times than I can like possibly count. I used to consider it a top three favorite movie. It's gone down just a little bit, but it's still fucking great. Um, and honestly, like even the ones that I hate, I, I still kind of love like this series has the star Wars effect where like, I hate episode two attack of the clones, but I know every single word of dialogue from star Wars episode two attack of the clones. Uh, and Halloween is kind of the same thing. Like the most un like with maybe exception to resurrection and Rob zombies sequel, the second one. Like I, I really, really don't like Rob zombies second Halloween movie. Um, and I really don't like resurrection, but everything else, like, even the ones that suck, I like. Uh, Mike and I were not talking, but we had a Twitter, a quick Twitter. <laughs> uh, Return of Michael Myers is honestly probably my like second favorite. Like, if I really oh, think yeah. about it, like I love Halloween Four. Like, I just think it is so much fun, and it definitely has something to do with like I saw the original, and then I saw Four. Like, those were the two that I saw, and so we. Uh, and the I saw it the most because my sister's boyfriend like left the VHS tape of it at my house. And so I watched Halloween 4 on repeat on VHS for like a long time. And then um, I talked about it on Guilty Movie Pleasures, but the 07 uh, Rob Zombie movie, like I love it. Everyone else hates it. That's fine. I think it's great. Uh, Mike, you were there for that when we talked yeah. about that. So you heard me blab on about that forever but uh yeah i just love michael myers and honestly when we get into the new stuff like i think 2018 is good um i think it's a really good movie i don't think it's a masterpiece uh i'm i, I i'm not like as far as nazario that's like it's woke but like uh <laughs> i do i do think it's very good like, there's stuff in it that's stupid like uh to quote maggie this doctor is fucking stupid like dr sartain is like a fucking terrible character um i think halloween kills is borderline awful but i i like the kills in it but like the movie's bad so, like i'm really excited for halloween ends um i have a a, a friend or a co-worker i don't know how you want to put it uh, a guy that i know from work who has seen it and he he liked it uh so it comes out on friday and i'm i'm pumped we're seeing it thursday night i guess and I don't know, have the reviews started coming out? Like, I don't know. If uh, I, the premiere was tonight, so more okay, than likely so it'll start coming tonight or tomorrow. Tonight. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's good, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Boatman. Michael Myers. Oh, yeah. To me, it's, it's kind of a weird thing. Where I think Michael Myers, to me, kind of almost represents the way to do a human character who is almost an antagonist force more than an actual villain character. Because I, I almost put him in the same camp that I would put, like, Jaws. Right? Like, the shark from Jaws. In that, I think both, like, when Michael is done best, he is just a killing machine with no real motivation. He's a killer like, shark, I would say. Yeah, he's a, he is a killer shark. Like, that's what I'm getting at, is that like Jaws or Michael Myers, like they both to me, at least Michael at his best, because I think when they try to give Michael a motivation, that's when it's kind of dumb, to be honest. Um, 
But Michael Myers at his best has the motivation of the mindless killing machine. And I think that is what makes for really interesting things. I also think that maybe doesn't make him the most interesting character, but I don't necessarily think he should be. So it's kind of a weird dissonance, but then he's iconic and it's a great thing. You do know that that's a quote from a Halloween movie of Michael Myers is a great white shark. <laughs> <laughs> What is that? Is that from Resurrection? That's from Resurrection. Yeah. That, I that that's is, is that Busta? Did he say yeah. that? <laughs> treat motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest. I, I kind of tuned out of Resurrection. <laughs> no, that's hey. Don't worry about that. That's fair. The, the best yeah. stuff is uh, the the kid from Smart House being in that movie. That movie Ryan Merriman, Irish. That kid in that movie. <laughs> Payson, Michael Myers, what you think? Tim, which is the better rapper performance in this movie, LL Cool J or Buster Rhymes? Well, LL Cool J is in H2O. Uh, yeah. And I give it to LL Cool J because he's reading and writing an erotic fiction novel <laughs> and reading it to his wife over the phone. And the movie surrounding LL Cool J is actually pretty cool. Although I still attest to this day the uh the michael myers mask in h it's a weird mask in h2 it's bad like yeah. he looks like a goofball and i hate it but him <laughs> it's like the kills and stuff in that movie are Mwah. uh so yeah but anyway pace and go on here's what? the thing it, 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 what are you saying Bo? i just said h2o is actually really good oh it is i, I, I agree H2O. no but it, it, it's funny you call michael myers a goofball in um H2O because he's kind of a goofball even in 1978 like I saw this thing on Twitter like you never thought about it but like when he goes to kill I think like Annie and he's just in the ghost like what are you doing Michael like just kill the girl <laughs> Come on, just, just stab her I guess he's kind of like you know the whole quote of like I'm going to eat you and then I'm going to play with you like maybe he's going to play with her and then stab her like it's just like that but no Michael Myers like this is a great pick um yeah, I, I love 1978's Halloween as well. Um, not the biggest fan of the newer ones, but I get the appeal um, as Mike has made the line, evil dies tonight. Maybe there are a few things that bring me more joy in this world than hearing that now. And when I saw that movie, just the meme scene of everyone just running through the hospital, just evil dies tonight. So bad. Like, okay, but no, this is, this is a very, very good pick. You've triggered my wife. She's now chasing my dog around the living room going, evil dies tonight. <laughs> um, uh, Dylan. Yeah, as uh, as Boatman alluded to, and as I'm sure Michael bring up, I think Michael is like, he's best when you, the I think like the less you know about him, the better, basically. Like, uh, he's not like, you, when his powers are not powers, like, when it, he himself is left vague and like you don't know what can stop him, you don't know why he's doing what he what he is doing. Like there's no motive, there's no way to reason with him. There's no uh, basically no way you could stop him, and which is what I think makes him like such a great and iconic villain. And which is why I'm not a big fan of the, the Rob Zombie movies. But yeah, in uh, the original Halloween, fantastic. I'm also not crazy about the 2018 one, but yeah, Mike. Yeah, uh, I talked about it last week. Halloween is a movie that made me love horror movies. I love Michael Myers so much, and I do agree with Dylan and Boltman that 
the less you know about Michael, I think the scarier he becomes, especially on the first one. But with like Tim said, I go like as a child, it was the number one and number four. That's all I fucking watched over and over again. I love those movies so much. And Donald Pleasance just gets more insane as they go along too, which is also awesome to wa- fucking watch because he starts yelling at a mute child in the fifth one, which is yeah, fucking amazing. Me, where is he? <laughs> I, I fucking die every time I watch that goddamn movie because it's, it's so fucking ridiculous. It's so rough when in by, by number six, like I remember watching them in 2020 for horror icons or 2021 i guess and maggie just sitting there going fucking donald pleasance in the last mo- like months of his life is filled with this dog shit movie walking around going jamie jamie had a baby paul rudd holy shit like, <laughs> he's giving it his all though dude his his <laughs> scream at the end of halloween four when like with jamie in the mask yeah. and, like he is oh god, I love Donald Pleasance in those movies. Sorry, Mike, I cut you off. No, 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 you're good. Yeah, but yeah, Michael has always been my number one horror villain for sure. He is so fucking fantastic. And even the bad ones, I can get something out of them. Like I get trick-or-treat motherfucker. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that I will take out of that movie because that's fucking ridiculous. But yeah. The only good, good thing out of Rob Zombies Halloween 2, though. What is it, Mike? The good thing out of Rob Zombies. There's only one good thing in that movie. The horse? The horse? No. That's <laughs> fucking bullshit. We're not Nazario sitting here going, I like the one. <laughs> no. I'm tired. Oh. Weird Al Yankovic, man. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah Weird Al in that movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Very yeah. briefly, but yes. <laughs> and I do love me some Danielle Harris in both uh, Rob's yes. armies. I'll give that. She does fucking fantastic in both of them. How did you not know Weird Al was in that movie? Because I've avoided watching Halloween 2 with, like, all of my will. Uh, and I guess Weird Al's in it, so I kind of have to watch it. <laughs> You're going to be a little disappointed. He's in it for, like, maybe 20 seconds tops. But <laughs> hey, it's Weird Al. I'll, I'll take all the 20 seconds. I, I, okay. I watched watch his VH1 behind the music documentary. I'm all around. <laughs> That's fair. All right, Bowman, you're going next. And, I, and I'm going to cam off for a second, so take over for a sec, Boat. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? Okay. I'm going to go... But Zellin inspired me, because I wasn't going to do this, but I wanted to shout out a smaller pit, but I also don't want to spoil this movie. So I'm just going to say the character who is revealed to be the villain in 1972's Child's Play. No character uh, to the uh, Chucky movies, uh, but this is a great uh, horror movie. Uh, basically, the premise is Bo Bridges uh, comes to this school uh, to work as a teacher, and there's kind of this feud going on with these two teachers played by James Mason and Robert Preston. And while this is happening, there's basically these weird like mishaps that have been going on with these kids getting hurt and even sometimes murdered. Uh, and basically, things unfold, uh, but essentially the character who is revealed to be behind all of these things, uh, the way things work and the way 
he's kind of manipulated everything is incredibly interesting and the performance is fantastic. Uh, especially, yeah, I, it's, I don't want to say too much, but all I will say is watch if you're like a horror person, if you're not a horror person, watch 1972's Child's Play. It's fantastic. It is Sidney Lumet making a horror movie. So it's like, it's an, it's really, really, really good. I love it. I, I think one of my favorite horror movies. Uh, Payson, have you seen this? I have not, but it sounds interesting. It's really good. Dylan? No, but I want to. You sold me with uh, Sidney Lumet making a horror movie. That sounds pretty rad. So Yeah. It, it is quite rad. Uh, Mike? Yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of this. And yeah, it's best not to spoil too much about this movie because the reveal is fantastic. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, well, uh, Payson, we will go to you. Yeah, um, I think I'm going to pick uh, which one. Okay, so I'm going to be picking Ghostface. And there are many different ways I think you could go with it. Um, if you've ever seen a screen movie, um, I really, really like what they do with one of the killers in uh, Screen 2. But come on, if we're talking about the best person to wear the ghost face mask, it's Stu. Uh, yeah, Stu, spoilers for the first Scream, I'm sorry, but like... And we, we spoiled The Lion King last week, so we got... Yeah. We got <laughs> oh, no. The spoiler. spoiler alert is incredible. <laughs> um, but no, uh, Stu in the first Scream is, is definitely my favorite character to wear the Scream mask. Um, for one, I just think Matthew Lillard. Am I echoing? I don't know who you're echoing. I don't hear anything. I don't hear anything. It might be you then, Tim. Because it didn't echo when it was when you talked, so it might be you. Are we good? I don't hear it anymore. So. Okay. Okay. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think Matthew Lillard is giving an incredible performance in this movie. He's probably giving the best performance out of any of the actors. Uh, I, I love it at the beginning. Like, he just sort of seems like he, he, he has that dweeby, like, feel, but he also just has, like, this, like, cool feel to it. Like, he has a really good mixture of it. And then just the final scene when you learn that he is one of the killers, it's just brutal. And like that, that final like scene where like he, um, where um, Sydney has him and he's just like, don't tell anyone my mom's going to kill me. Like you are weirdly like feeling bad for him. And it's like, why am I feeling bad for you? You just killed all these people. And like, you, you kind of feel like, yeah, this is a guy that Billy totally could have just like, um, convinced to just help him along and just didn't even like question it that much. He's just like, eh, yeah, sure. It just seems like fun. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Spoo's definitely the best killer in the screen franchise. Sorry. I had to say something to my wife. Um, no, I fucking love this movie. This is one of my favorite horror movies, uh, movies in general. Um, it's my favorite in the series. I, I, I think Stu is probably, yeah, probably arguably the best. Um, I, I think he's great in the movie. I love all of his uh, antics before you know who he actually is. And then when you actually get the reveal at the, I think the reveal, like I saw this movie when I was probably like 13, 14. And I remember seeing it and being like, so so surprised by the who the killers were like like 
And every time I watch this movie, I, I kind of get that feeling back of like, man, this twist is like so good. Uh, really, really great movie. Really great character. Um, this is a great pick. Uh, Dylan. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely the correct pick for, for Ghostface. Like, I love Scream 2 as well. But like, I mean, as, in terms of Scream villains, I mean, Stu is just like the best. Like Matthew Lillard, he is, he is on something in this movie. <laughs> it is very entertaining to watch uh yeah i mean they do a good job with like because like from right from the beginning when you first introduced him he's like kind of unhinged to where it's like oh this it's too obvious like he can't be the killer but then they somehow make it to where that when the reveal happens it still surprises you because like you've completely written him off at that point but yeah i love the screen movies and yeah this is easily i think the best villain of the franchise yeah like yeah, uh, Stu is fucking fantastic. He is definitely the best killer out of all of them. And his line of, you hit me with a phone dick, is so fucking fantastic. <laughs> and just the fact that like his back and forth with Randy throughout this movie is awesome as well, including the video store where he's just fucking with Randy the entire time. Once you know what the reveal is, you can tell he's just fucking with him the entire time. It's fantastic. He is so great. The Scream movies have always been so much fun to me. And yeah, Stu is definitely up there. Bowman. Uh, besides Randy lines, I don't know if there is a line I quote from this franchise more than "And your mother, she was no Jared Stone." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, I Stu Stu is definitely like the choice. Like. Don't get, don't get me wrong. Billy Loomis is, you know, the, the mastermind and everything, but Stu is just so yeah. fun. Like, and I, 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 I feel like one of my favorite like genres of characters are characters who seem completely unrealistic. And then you kind of think about it for a second, and then you're like, wait, this is actually incredibly realistic. Because I, you know guys like Stu. Maybe they haven't committed murder. But you know those types of guys who, like, just kind of latch on to somebody and just kind of, like, would be willing to, like, do anything if they kind of convinced them into it. I kind of realized what I just said for a second. But anyway, um, (laughs) I I won't kill people. Even if Coho tells me <laughs> no, I, I love Stu. All right. Uh Dylan, let's go to you. You're muted. You're muted, Dylan. Muted. Sorry, that's never happened to me before. Shoot. <laughs> uh there's a first think, for everyone. Yeah. So for my next one, I think I'm gonna pick from uh 1974's Black Christmas. I'm going with Billy. Uh, I, this is probably like my favorite, like straight up slasher movie. I think like just this movie, like from, from the seventies, obviously it's got that seventies horror feel to it where it's like very, very like disturbing. And it's like some of the phone calls that like we going from scream to this, like the phone calls in scream are obviously like great and iconic. The phone calls in this movie from Billy are like the stuff of nightmares. Like the guy who plays Billy don't know his name sorry he gives like one of the best i think just like voiceover performances ever where like the phone calls he's like doing so much changes to his voice and just going absolutely insane and 
just saying like all these insanely vulgar stuff and just jumping from like topic to topic. And he is like, he is a very frightening villain. He's also like the way that they shoot him in the movie helps a lot where there's a lot of like POV shots and you rarely, I don't think you really ever see like a full shot of his face. He's like very much like in the darkness and like just creeping around. And yeah, he's, he's a very effective, very effective villain in this movie. And yeah, it's just one of my favorite horror movies ever. So I wanted to shut it up. Yeah, this movie's really fun. Um, I saw this back in 2019 before the 2019 version had come out. Um, I, I've seen all three versions, and this is by far, mile and away, the best one. Both of the remakes are booty cheeks. Uh, <laughs> bad, bad fucking movies. Uh, but I, I will say that Maggie and I watched the 2019 one together and had a, had a really good time being the only ones there watching it. Uh, it it's, it's an awful film. But this one's really fun. Uh, I have only seen it the one time, uh, like I said, in 2019. So I, I owe it a rewatch. But um, I remember really enjoying it. And uh, yeah, so good shit. Uh, Mike. Yeah, I think Billy is an underrated villain for sure. Like Dylan was saying, the voiceover of him is fucking fantastic. Yeah, I, I enjoy this movie very much. I think it's really fun. But yeah, the remake is not good at all. Either of them. Yeah, either of the remake. Yeah, the 2006 one too. Is fucking... Although that one's slightly better than the new one. Uh, Bowman. I have not seen this uh sorry i was laughing at katie's comment <laughs> because she is not a horror person at all so that made, me laugh. <laughs> that made me laugh really hard uh payson uh i have not seen it i think i would really like it i hear the new one is very woke so it's, like where's nazario when you need him <laughs> oh whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh all right cool all right mike we're on to you all right, so I'm going to go with the tall man from Phantasm. What are you doing to me, Mike? <laughs> I thought you were going to pick something out. God damn it. <laughs> oh. I'm going the unconventional Mike picks, all right? <laughs> no, because I had two that I wanted on here. <laughs> damn it. This man is Angus Schrimm as Jedediah Morningside, okay? The tall man is fucking fantastic. He rarely says anything but boy and a couple other lines, but just his facial expressions are fucking amazing. It's He's a mortician who works at a mortuary that ends up building a machine that takes him through a different time, and he comes back changed into this alien-type villain. And what he does to people is he grabs them, he shrinks them, takes their brains out, and they look like the little um, uh, Star Wars guys with the hoods, like the little fucking brown hoods running around and shit like that. And he has these round spheres that he that he Jawas? uses to yeah, the Jawas, yeah. Jawas? They look like little fucking Jawas running around. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. And he has the strength of like fucking 10 guys. He can pick up a goddamn coffin by himself and chuck it in there. And the first one especially, it's just so fucking wild. He's in it for maybe like, what, 25 minutes of the entire runtime. But he every minute he's in is fucking amazing. I, I've watched these movies since I was a little kid up until the last one in, I think, 2016. 
he's been fantastic and all, and finding all the backstory about him is awesome. Uh, I've never actually seen any of these movies. Uh, I every time I go to Best Buy, there's one copy of like the the is it five? Are there five films? The yeah, five there's five. Movie, the yeah. five movie collection is just like staring me in the face <laughs> every time I go, and it's only like eighteen bucks. I'm like, it's a deal. <laughs> I wouldn't like these. I watch them. God damn it! But it's like I don't need another five fucking movies to sit on my shelf for a year and a half before I finally fucking watch it. Um. No, I mean, I'm interested in these, um, but I, I just I haven't gotten there yet. So, nah, I didn't even know they existed until the last one came out in, like, whatever you said, 2016 or whatever it was. Yeah, it was around there, 2015, 2016. Yeah, because we played it at the theater uh, for, like, a one-night-only, like, Fathom event or something, <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is this? Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Boatman, uh, tell me, why do you watch these every Halloween with your mom? Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I watched them with my grandma until she died. She loved these movies. <laughs> I so wish that was true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gra- grandma, Grandma Boltman, who, who was the crudes was too intense for her. Loves fantasy. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh Payson. Tim, I feel like you you looking at a movie and being like, I don't need to add another movie is like the US being like, I don't need we don't need to go another million dollars in debt. Like at that point <laughs> it's not gonna matter that much. Like just get it if that's what you want. Like, but no, I I, 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 I think my picks today were a little bit better than Phantasm. I got, I got Night of the Living Dead on the Criterion. I got um, Beast, the new Idris Elba of Lion movie, and I got To Kill a Mockingbird on 4K, <laughs> which, I, which, I, which I've never seen To Kill a Mockingbird. So I feel like that was a little bit better than the Phantasm no, that's fair. collection. That's fair. But what I will say, uh, after meeting him in real life, you know who's a tall man? Thomas Scully. It's a big boy. Yeah, yeah big boy. Yeah, Gigantor. Yeah, he's very tall. Uh, Dylan. Yeah, I love this movie. I haven't seen any of the sequels, but this movie is like, it's a very wild ride. So I, I can completely understand why, if you look at the ratings on Letter Letterbox, people either love it or they like give it like one star, half a star. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's what that type of movie. Yeah, I not gonna lie, I thought about went going with Phantasm, so I'm glad, glad Mike picked it for this list. <laughs> Um, so I'm very mad at Mike. Uh, <laughs> I had I had to make a tough decision. I was between two, and I thought Mike was gonna go for the the, the easy one. And now, but I fuck it, whatever. I'm going for Freddy Krueger. Like, I, I, thought, I thought Mike, this is where Mike was gonna go. And then he fucking said Phantasm. And I was like, what the fuck are we doing? I want to shout out Pennywise, the dancing clown, because I do really, really love both of the Andy Muschietti. Uh, it movies and I wanted to talk about them but I, I can't let this list go by and not talk about Freddy Krueger because um, to me growing up it, it was Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger like Michael Myers was the first one um, for me but uh, Freddy was definitely uh, right there with him uh, I have seen these movies 
an obscene amount of times. Um, weirdly, like Halloween, I really like four. Nobody likes four. Oh, I love four, but too. I love Dream Master so much. Uh, I still like Dream Warriors more, but um, I had the two DVD set where it was like two cases, and one of them was like nightmare one through four and then the other one was uh five freddy's dead new nightmare and freddy versus jason and i had like that set and i on i actually wasn't a friday the 13th kid growing up like i i was halloween and uh nightmare on elm street i didn't see the friday i saw the original like three fridays but i didn't see any of the other ones until uh i was an adult so i was i was all when I watched Freddy versus Jason, it was purely based on my love for Freddy, not, not so much Jason. Um, but yeah, I, I love Freddy Krueger and the, the comedic side of it, the more serious side of it. Um, people shit on the remake. It's not good, but there are parts of it that I like. Like I actually think Jackie Earl Haley does a good job as Freddy Krueger. I think just the movie surrounding him is, is a little yikes um and not really well thought out um i but at the end of the day i think robert england is just like so good as this character um i love the look of freddy in almost all the movies except for maybe the final one uh west craven's new nightmare i think he's fucking terrifying like the design choice of freddy in that movie is fucking awesome and some of the kills like as the the movies go on some of the kills get really dumb but some of them get so inventive and gross like i still to this day can't watch the bug one when she turns into a cockroach or whatever like i can't i can't watch it that one i think that one's in four right that's dream Master. yeah that's four and then the one from dream uh child is the one where the girl get like they shove all the food oh, in, yeah. in her i can't watch that one those are the two where it's like those those movies aren't like phenomenal but those kills like are so effective and so well done like i like honestly i just i love the franchise like people shit on it and say that like freddy's not like i know cody really doesn't like freddy krueger which i guess kind of makes sense but like i just i remember being a kid and just thinking like this motherfucker can go into like the like it's your fucking dreams like you can't fucking sleep it's just so terrifying on a completely separate note um if you haven't watch never sleep again the documentary it's like four and a half hours long but it's fucking incredible it goes through literally like everything of the making of the franchise and there's like a sister documentary too about friday the 13th yeah that crystal I, lake memories crystal lake memories that is also really I believe it's the same team that made both documentaries. I could be wrong about that. I, they have them on the same like they always have them together when you buy them. So on Voodoo, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. They're they're really really good. It's it's a really great documentary about the making of the films and like everything and just kind of the passion that went into these films. I think we kind of forget that sometimes with like some of these like bad horror sequels. It's like oh they didn't try or they didn't like you know they 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 kind of phoned this one in, but like. On, I, I think on Nightmare especially, they they put a lot of work into making really cool practical effects and practical kills that were really, really awesome for the time. So I, I, I love these movies, and I love this character uh, very much. Uh, Boatman, what do you think about Freddy in the series? 
Yeah, um, I I would say that of like the slasher, the big slasher franchises, um, not including Ghostface, because I feel like that's like his own thing. Because uh, like Ghostface changes every time. Freddy Krueger is the best slasher killer. Um, I I think that like I there's a reason no Nightmare on Elm Street movie hits a half star for me, and there's a reason no Robert England uh, Nightmare movie hits below uh, a star and a half. Uh, and that's because I think that. Uh, um, th- this is a really creative horror character. I-, I think ultimately, like this is a character that I don't know if they always bring this character to the to its full potential, but they've at least done it once or twice. Uh, I really like Dream Warriors, and I love New Nightmare. To me, those are like the two ones where it's like this is what this franchise can be. Um, but even like the bad ones. You still have Freddy, and you still have at least one creative kill. Um, and like, I'll be honest, I'm like one of the few people who doesn't hate Freddy's dead. Like, it's not good, but like in terms of the bad ones, I actually think that's one of the lesser bad ones. Because um, I I like like the video game kill, and I, I I think the kills are actually creative in it. So yeah, and like I like the Wizard of Oz scene i think that's actually kind of <laughs> uh payson uh yeah um i think this is a great pick uh i think robert england is really really great as the character uh new nightmare is probably my favorite one of these movies just because of the meta elements um but i also just love how insane dream warriors gets like i remember when i because I, I i watched for the first time last year for a trivia match and at first i was like do I like this movie, like, or is it too weird for me? And the the moment in which Freddy kills Kristen, the girl who wants to be an actress, where he comes out of the TV and just says, welcome to primetime, bitch, and just slams her into the TV, I'm just like, yeah, I'm in. Like, great pick. Dude, when he takes, in that movie, when he takes the kid uh, up to the clock tower, like the puppet... And like pulses like veins and stuff like that shit is just like ingrained in my brain for fucking ever. Uh, Dylan, yeah, obviously glad someone brought it up on the list because like even though I enjoy like the later sequels where he basically becomes a punchline and like a delivery system for one-liners and jokes and stuff, I mean I think he's basically like the perfect horror villain where it's like the perfect concept of like there's nothing you can do to escape him like you will fall asleep eventually. Like, you can't stay awake forever. And there's nothing you can do to convince people who aren't experiencing the, aren't experiencing Freddy. Like, there's nothing you can do to convince them that you're in any danger without them just thinking you're insane or just brushing it off as, oh, it was just a nightmare. So he's like really just like the perfect, like, horror movie villain for that. And yeah, I think my favorite is probably uh, a new nightmare. Like, I think that's probably the best one, in my opinion. I think the way they shoot him in that, he's like just, I think that's his when he's at his creepiest, but yeah, great character. Mike. Yeah, I love Freddy Krueger. Um, especially the first one has some of the greatest horror images of all time. The long arms with the shadows of him, uh, the two both uh, bedroom kills, the Johnny Depp one, and then of course the ceiling is fucking 
amazing. And yeah, the three and four I've always enjoyed because I love that they bring back the, some of the characters from the third one to the fourth one for a little bit. And I love the introduction. Oh, yeah. Kincaid is fucking awesome. (laughs) I love that they named the dog Jason in that one. That's fucking awesome. It's, yeah, Freddy is ingrained in my mind as one of the greatest horror villains of all time. He's so fucking awesome. Even his comedic side is great. And, yeah, even the bad ones, I can still get some certain things, especially the kills, are good out of them. Is the kid who dreams, like, is this, like, name in the dream, like, Mr. Wizard? In the third one, like, isn't that uh, like- he's the uh, oh, I won a match against Boatman answering this question correctly. Oh, uh, shit, it's like Wizard Master or something like that. Is it the Wizard know. Master? It's something I wizard. can't remember. I think it is Wizard, it's the master. wizard something. No, I feel like a geek bag. I'm sorry. This is how long I haven't played fandom. I think it is the Wizard Master. It is Wizard Master. Yes. Yeah. There it is. Boom. Okay, master. Okay. Uh, no. But uh, okay, that is no wizard, and he has a power glove. Yes, it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's dead. So yes. bad. <laughs> um, okay, that's our list. Uh, go over to the letterbox uh, to check that out, as long as well as every movie that we've talked about this evening. Um, we're gonna close out the show by talking about the movie of the month, Rope. I still haven't watched it. I bought it today. I haven't watched it yet. Um, but it's a quick movie. It's like an hour and twenty minutes. So I will watch it this week, and I will talk about it next week. Um, Boatman, did you talk about it last week? I did not talk about it last week. I'm going to talk about it this week. I've got like ten minutes left in it, but I've seen it before, so okay, I yeah, go, go for it. Talking about it. Uh, yeah, this is one of my favorite Hitchcock movies. Uh, I, I dig the heck out of this movie. I, there's a very like, I mean, it's based on a stage play and the way that the I, Hitchcock lamented the way he shot this all looking like in one take. But frankly, I disagree with him. I think that this movie, I, I think the one take nature of it really makes you feel the tension of everything because you just kind of feel stuck. Like there's, you can't cut away. You can't escape. Like, you just kind of feel stuck in this situation. Uh, And I think the actors do a lot here. Uh, There's a great little moment in this movie. Uh, There's there's a lot of great little moments of humor, specifically with the uh, the lady who writes the horoscopes. I think she's very funny. Uh, But there's a great little moment of humor where Hitchcock's kind of being a little meta, where they can't remember... Uh, the name of this Ingrid Bergman, Cary Grant movie. And they're like, oh, it's just, it's a one word title. And they're clearly referencing Hitchcock's previous movie, Notorious. And I just find that very funny uh, that like Hitchcock's kind of winking at his own movie. Uh, But no, I I dig the heck out of this one. Stuart kind of getting the, well, not being the main character, kind of getting like the moral arc of this movie. Uh, going from kind of a bit of a douche uh, to kind of realizing like how he's messed up. I I, I like the heck out of this movie. What do you give it, Bum? Uh, four and a half out of five. Four and a half out of five. Actually, right. no, no, five. It gets five. Nice. Okay. Uh, Payson. Yeah, uh, I watched this movie for the first time uh, earlier today, and I really, really liked it. Uh, just from that. First shot, just immediately, like, no setup, just two guys just murdering a dude, and it's just like, 
let's go. Um, I love was okay. John Dahl is the one of the two guys that's like really confident about what he's doing. Dahl like, is the confident one. Francis Lawrence is the other one. That's fair. Uh, jo- I think he's not great. Francis Lawrence. Excuse me, Lawrence Harvey. Okay, yes. Yeah. Francis yeah. Lawrence is the director of <laughs> director of Constantine. Water for elephants. All right. Shout out to uh, Red Sparrow. Uh, but yeah. Um, no, I think um, the John Dahl I think is really really great as like this cocky guy of just like come on we we there's there there has to be perfection in what we're doing the only crime would be getting caught um, and just the constant tension you have just like every time someone new comes in they get a little closer to the body I think is excellent uh, like Bobin said the notorious joke I thought was excellent. Uh, when Jimmy Stewart's like, yeah, you know, I saw that musical with Mary Pickford, uh, the thing with the what and stuff, I think is really, really funny. Um, I don't want to spoil what happens in the last 10 minutes for Tim, but I think that ending and how it's all solved is just incredible. Uh, both the two villains are just complete douchebags, and you just kind of want to punch them the whole time. But yeah, I, I think this movie is great. Uh, not one of my absolute favorite Hitchcock movies, but I do think it's really, really good. And Mike, you talked about it last week. Right? Yeah, I talked about it last right. week. Dylan. Four yeah, stars. this is. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, sorry. What was it, Payson? Four stars. Four stars. Four. Okay. Yeah, I think this is like top tier Hitchcock for me. Like, I'm not an expert like some people, but I've, I have seen quite a few, and I, I really love this one. Uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting game that Hitchcock plays with the audiences with a lot of his movies, where the main characters are like horrible horrible people and yet there's so much tension that he makes you feel where it's like oh no what if these horrible psychopathic murderers get caught that they're almost going to get caught and it's like then afterwards you're like what the fuck am i saying like they they should they should get caught but it's like yeah it's like and john Dahl's character i think is just fascinating with how he has like it's almost like at certain points it's like do you want to get caught with larry it's like he does these things where it's like he's almost playing like a sick joke on them basically without them knowing it. And they want them to, he wants them to come close to finding out about it without actually doing it. Cause that brings them some, that makes them feel intellectually superior or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love this movie. Top tier Hitchcock. I'd give it four and a half stars. Yeah. Four and a half. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, that is going to do it for the show today uh, and our, our conversations uh, about Rope. Uh, next week uh, we are talking about comic book movie villains. That's a full panel. Following week is going to be Guilty Pleasures Volume 3 Horror Edition and then I swear we will stop the Guilty Pleasures but I had to come up with something and couldn't think of anything else. Uh, and Boatman was in California and didn't want to bother him. So uh, that's what we're doing that week. Uh, so uh, that's going to be the next two weeks. I would expect after next week's show expect the poll for november november will be the last month of the year for us we're not gonna have any live shows in december um i haven't officially talked to boatman about this yet but i would expect our last show will probably be the tuesday before thanksgiving if i had to guess that i think that's what we did last year so Uh, it'll probably be, uh, yeah, the 22nd. So we will only do, well, actually that's still four weeks because November 1st is a Tuesday. Uh, so we'll still have four weeks to go through 
um, next month. So uh, we'll get topics and uh, the movie of the month ready probably around this time next week for November. Um, and that's going to be the 2020s. We actually did a full a full year now that we actually were on for a full year. Last year we weren't. So we actually get to go all the way back to the 2020s uh, for for November this year. So that's fun. Uh, but that's going to be a fun show next week. Like I said, comic book movie villains uh, be here next week for that. So uh, thank you to Payson. Thank you to Dylan, Mike, and Boatman. As always, I've been Tim. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great night. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon. Good evening.